All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. This is the podcast where we're breaking down both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process, helping you learn and grow as you prepare for your investment banking interviews and just as I'm preparing for my investment banking interviews too. So we're talking about depreciation today. And the question we have is, where does depreciation usually show up on the income statement? Remember, depreciation, we are taking an asset and we're writing off its value over time. It's an expense. And because it's an expense, it shows up on the income statement. But if you actually pull up an income statement from a publicly traded company, you're not going to see a line item most of the time that just says depreciation for XYZ. You're not really going to see that. And there's a reason for that. And we have to ask ourselves the question, why? Well, depreciation can show up in a lot of different ways, uh, depending on what we're depreciating. There's a lot of different things that depreciation can apply to. So remember that as a general concept, depreciation can be applied to a lot of different things. The most important thing I think about depreciation to remember is that it reduces the pre-tax income of the corporation. It reduces pre-tax income. And we covered that a few episodes ago when we talked about the question, walk me through what $10 of depreciation does to the financial statements. That's one of the first things that is part of the answer is, hey, it reduces pre-tax income. Now, what might be showing up as far as depreciation on the income statement? Well, it might be embedded within a line item such as your cost of goods sold, for example. Or it might be embedded in one of the operating expenses on your income statement. I want to give two real life examples of where you might actually see depreciation show up on the income statement because I want to make it more real for you. So I pulled up a couple of 10Ks, which if you don't know what a 10K is, it's an SEC filing for a publicly traded company that is essentially the annual report. It shows all of the financial statements for that company's fiscal year. And I went ahead and pulled up Alphabet, also known as Google. I pulled up their annual report for the year 2022. And I wanted to see where depreciation was hiding. And it turns out that the company depreciates the cost of its data centers within a line item called cost of revenues, which that's just another name of saying cost of goods sold. So they say that cost of revenues here because Google sells digital services and not quote unquote goods in the traditional sense of the word. Google doesn't sell physical products. They sell digital services and actually, they do sell physical products with their pixel line, but that's beside the point. Their primary way of creating income is through ads online. And so that's why they call it cost of revenues. And that is where they depreciate their data centers. Why is that? Well, they're a technology company and they need data centers to run all of their software, to run all sorts of algorithms and pass information between different places. And so that's essential to the service they provide, which makes it a cost of goods sold, or in this case, a cost of revenue. And so a data center is a physical thing, right? Even though there's digital services being provided, you need this very physical infrastructure to carry out the company's mission. And so those data centers are depreciated over time. Technology evolves, data centers are 
monitored very carefully for their performance. Temperature is a very important consideration when thinking about data centers and making sure that the building is cool, making sure that things don't overheat. So things will inevitably wear out over time. And so Google is depreciating its data centers here, and they're putting it within the cost of revenues or cost of goods sold. Another example here, I want to look at a completely different business because that's a tech-focused business. And then I found another business that I like. I've studied it on my other podcast, Stock Stories. It's a company called Copart. And if you're not familiar with Copart, Copart is a business that essentially is an auto auction business. So it's one of the biggest auto auction companies out there, although you may have never heard of it. But it's very profitable, great business. I would love to own shares at the right price myself. But in 2022, they released an annual report and I went ahead and looked it up. And as part of their operations, they operate these, these yards, which you can imagine just kind of like a big open area filled with cars and car parts. That's the yard. And Copart operates these yards. And these yards, they are physical, right? And so they're depreciated over time because of the wear and tear on that actual land. And so as part of their yard operations line item, they count depreciation. And that's part of Copart's overall operating expenses. And guess where operating expenses show up on the, on the financial statements? They show up on the income statement. So remember that depreciation, it's probably not going to jump out at you if you look at an income statement for a company, but it is going to be embedded within either an operating expense line item or within a cost of goods sold or cost of revenue line item. And that's how it connects there. So that's all I got here today for you on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host and I'm so grateful that you joined me today. Join me next time because we're going to be talking about a line item called accrued compensation. We haven't talked about that one yet. So we're going to be talking about that next time. I'll see you later. Bye.